welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am David Bax. Tyler is, of course, still not here. If you want to uh, help out uh, with Tyler's long, long, slow road to recovery, you can uh, find the GoFundMe uh, pinned to the top of the homepage at battleshippretension.com. Uh, we're almost at the goal, so that'd be great if you could do that. Um, and Scott is also not here, here filling in. We've got someone else. But first, I'm going to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Uh, I use them each and every day of my life. Today, I was using them to listen to the brand new uh and 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 much buzzed about in certain circles uh screamo compilation called balladeers redefined and um i listened to it multiple times it's got a bunch of great songs on it a lot of it is from like newer nothing i don't keep up with screamo <laughs> type music all that well so a lot of it is bands that i that i don't know but i the uh, the ones that i do know like jerome's dream turn in a really great uh song um as a bands like infant island and and record setter have some of the better songs but they're all good it sounds uh great it sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds that are available at a low low price at tweakedaudio.com but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges so please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we are back. And as I said, Tyler's not here. Scott's not here. Instead, we've got an old friend of the show, uh, uh, a, a, a favorite, um, and uh, especially um, uh, close, but at this time of the year, the July time, which is Comic-Con time, here to preview san diego comic-con 2023 it's ryan gallagher thanks so much for having me david it's always a pleasure thanks for coming back on the show uh and um thanks for continue like like i am being a comic-con lifer and continuing to go (laughs) because like it used to be that like everyone i knew was in san diego that like almost for that weekend um and now like most people aren't going if they are covering it they're covering it kind of remotely um uh and and uh and this year especially we'll get into will be um it'll be interesting to see uh, how things shake out this year but sure. uh let um before we uh, well yeah let's get into it um as we've established you've been going to comic-con since i always forget what your first year was like 90 early 90s or something yeah 92 so it's it's been a long time it's uh 30 so years it's like it's always hard to count them now that the pandemic has messed with my streak uh yeah mine too (laughs) not that mine is as long but i've been going since 2006 as i say every year um and uh comic-con was already in a weird place i think pre-covid it was in a weird place last year post-covid and now it's in an especially weird place because of the wga and as of this morning sag this morning we're recording it you're hearing this a few days later uh sag strike meaning um a, a a number of panels have already been canceled i haven't looked in a couple hours so maybe more have been canceled uh since then but yeah. uh a, a lot of panels have been canceled a lot of um star power uh, and writers for for movies and tv shows what movies are even there won't be there i totally agree and i think this year is going to be weird um but i am actually super excited for this year because of what's happening right now uh i mean like there has been like kind of grumblings from people about you know the 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 uh lopsided 
power of you know hollywood on comic-con uh and like now it feels like this is a chance for everyone to kind of experience what comic-con was like before hollywood had taken over yeah and so it seems and 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 by no means do i want that to come across as like oh i'm uh happy that like you know people have to strike or anything yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I, I think what the studios are doing to the uh actors and writers is horrible and like they just and i want to be able to support them as much as i can and so like uh if that means like not going to certain panels to you know show whatever like power we can exert on studios to say like hey you need to you need to yeah. do what's right by the actors and the writers then uh, i'll do that uh but i'm also excited to get the chance to like you know go to go to a bunch of panels that like i would love to see that you know aren't about the big movies that are coming out yeah uh i'm also fully in solidarity with um the striking uh writers and actors um my my only worry though is without star power <laughs> to draw people in large groups <laughs> like away from- age <laughs> yeah. in the indigo ballroom yeah the fucking like show floor yes. is gonna be a mess it's gonna like be- i might i honestly might like just try and do everything like i have a list of things i want to look at i might just try and do it all on preview night and then just avoid the floor the rest of the time because i feel like it's going to be insane yeah i wonder if people i mean it's a lot of money that people invest in this to uh, for people who like buy the badges and everything to go or to to see what's happening and say oh you know hall h is going to be really empty this year and uh that's the only reason i go and so now uh i maybe i just won't go they people probably won't say that and like you're saying they'll probably just go wander around the floor for the whole weekend clutter and you know clog that up which is kind Uh, of like i I feel like one of the trends because it wasn't until like 2011 or 2012 that like the the camping out for hall h thing became a huge thing like a few weirdos would do it yeah but it wasn't really until like twilight and then marvel becoming so big like 2011 2012 is when it really happened and so i feel like one of the weird by- like byproducts of that camping out for hall h thing has actually been that the, that the the exhibit hall floor hasn't been as, as insane as it was in say like 2008 2009 2010 and so now i feel like it's going to go back to that like yeah just- I mean, it's just a crush of humanity. <laughs> I mean, not to like jump too far ahead of things, but like, is there anything that you know of that people are even considering camping out for in Hall H at this point? Like I look at the, there's like, like 10 things that are happening in Hall H for the entire uh, Comic-Con and well, none yeah, of them I didn't seem think like divided by room. Um, Oh, and I guess like before we even get into our whole thing uh, as a as a preamble, I am so glad that Comic-Con went back to using this software, this this sked.com software for their mm-hmm. uh, things. I've been looking at the schedule a lot over the past day in preparation for this. Uh, and yeah. it's just so nice to be able to like uh, sort and filter by like topic or type, you know, go through the programs and like go through kind of how they have things categorized in there where, you know, you can go to programs and then look at like historical, which is like a tag in there. And that's honestly like one of the like coolest tags to see like, okay, well, what are like the really nerdy uh, comic panels that maybe no one will go to, but are actually going to be amazing. Like, there's like this lot of Reiniger panel on one of the days that I'm super excited about that I did would never have found if I hadn't been looking in that historical or that, that history one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm uh I'm actually kind of new to using this, so I didn't I used to Okay, I'm st- I'm starting <laughs> I'm like I keep starting a thought and I forget I, I'm not yeah. not sure where to how to start it. I don't want to give the impression that I love Comic-Con less than I used to <laughs> because I still love it. I still look forward to it and I, and I will probably continue to go until the, you know, we're all boiled alive uh, by climate change. But um, I do think I like my excitement isn't as ritualistic as it used to be. 
For sure. So a big thing for me used to be even after like we had the apps and the phones or whatever, it, part of the ritual for me was looking at the schedule online and then having a, a notebook and physically making a schedule for myself, yeah. like writing it out. Um, and uh, I think last year I did a similar thing where I, but I, I did it on uh, like a Google doc instead of physically handwriting it out. This year was the first year that I actually decided, like, let me just use the MySked thing. Yeah. Um, because I don't have that, like, like it used to be, I was saying, I used to love Comic-Con or get so in, like excited for Comic-Con that, like, when it started getting hot out, I would be like, oh, shit. It, it's Comic-Con weather. <laughs> like, it's almost Comic-Con time. <laughs> I was I was obsessed with Comic-Con um, for you know, the whole year round. Um, and I think I'm a little less, um, I, I still love the going there as much, but I don't have the, all those rituals and everything. I mean, it, like we were saying, you know, with the whole change in things and how this may affect people's, you know, uh, going onto the floor and stuff like I, I, I wonder if we're at some kind of like, you know, tipping point of like, well, maybe Comic-Con won't be as, crazy next year uh because this year is like people are like oh well maybe i don't need to go next year because i've i now i now that i know what comic-con is and this wasn't really what i wanted but i just wanted to go see the movies or hang out in hall h all day like uh hope maybe cross our fingers that will like ease ease things up and make it yeah. a, a more manageable thing but uh you well, know i still think i i don't think no matter what happens i don't foresee anytime soon comic-con not selling out yeah like all this all these tickets are gonna sell it's just like like how fast does it sell out <laughs> how fast and who like what type of people are going yeah you, you know um is it the you know maybe the people who are like hardcore you know mcu stands or whatever um will be a little turned off by the fact that marvel hasn't been to the to the convention since 2019 um and uh they were i don't think it was ever confirmed that they were coming this year but some like some actor i can't remember who some actor said like he would be at comic-con and then said he wouldn't so maybe did maybe like marvel had intended to do a convention this year but then because of the SAG or the the WGA strike first, mm -hmm. maybe put off plans because things are being delayed. Yeah, it's always tricky to kind of see what Disney has in store because of the whole like D twenty three side of things, where they like. And I guess is it not? I don't know if D twenty three is even happening this year, but like that was is, always yeah. that was always like a thing where people were like, well, maybe Disney is going to like save the really good stuff for for that instead. I think pe people were always afraid of that, but I think not to praise the guy, but I think Kevin Feige has been pretty clear about the fact that he loves Comic-Con. Yeah. And so like when they in the past when they've skipped a year, it's been because they don't have anything, you know? Yeah. Like in 2018, we had all just seen Infinity War and we knew that Endgame wasn't going to come out till the next year and so they didn't come because they were like we don't we, we're in this middle of this cliffhanger we can't be like you know promoting all this stuff and then 2019 they came and they announced everything under the sun uh in, including most of the like um disney plus series that have uh have already aired um so uh yeah i i would not be surprised to see marvel come back mcu specifically marvel comics is always there oh yeah um, a ton of panics but like um the the mcu I, I i would not be surprised to see them come back in 2024 totally um should we how, how do you want to do this um should we pick should we go through the i mean i have my schedule up of what i've chosen as far as things that you know like in the order that you know that i'll probably be going to them in um but you know if you want to 
I don't know how long you want this to go because we, I mean, we can go for, you know, probably an hour or so, uh, or we could, or we could trim it, trim the fat and like, just uh, yeah. make the really uh, cool things that we're excited about. But, yeah. Let's, I mean, no, let's, let's just see how it goes. Cause I don't have as much. So I guess we'll start with Thursday. And I think actually the only hall H thing that I have even as a maybe is the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. That, um, uh, I mean, I think that's probably looking at all of hall H like that's probably the one that I would want to go to too. I think, uh, I think that movie looks really cool and fun. And like, I don't know, like I, it, it feels like they're, they're taking the right lesson from, uh, the spider verse movies and like, you know, not, and like just playing with the style of animation and the character design and stuff. Like I think they're, and maybe we'll see if it, if they're going too hard on like trying to, (laughs) trying to capture that. Uh, but you know, I think, I think that could be a fun panel. I don't know, but you know, like, like, you know, like we were saying, like, who knows how these are going to work out with like, like who's going to come to these panels now, even. Yeah. I mean, it says uh, filmmakers and I guess the, because the DGA is not striking. So I guess directors can come, but not if they're also writers. I, I have I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that obviously that would have been the, the movie has a cool voice cast. It would have been fun to see. Um, some of these people, but uh, I don't know. I'm, it, I might go just out of curiosity to see yeah. what it's like. Um, and then, I think we, I think we've yeah. said this before, but like a, a, a like stray random thought about the whole Hall H thing is that like as we're looking at like our our schedule and stuff, you know, I and I know like it's not so easy for Comic Con to probably move things around willy nilly, but like, it really seems like they need to consider all the stuff that is in ballroom 20 and just put that in hall H. Cause like ballroom 20 still fills up and has a giant line wrapping around. And like, yeah, it seems like they really just need to make the choice to just say like, let's just put this in hall H instead. Yeah. And, yeah. Especially since, okay, here's my, I know I, I can't imagine regular BP listeners put up with much of the Comic-Con stuff. Well, like, they're not even they're... listening to this episode. They probably yeah, skipped this yeah. episode. So, so like, gonna, this is yeah. my, like, <laughs> this will be like a weirdly hot, this is a hot take, but only for a very like <laughs> small segment of people who are obsessed with Comic-Con. I think the ballroom 20 line is a tougher weight than the Hull H line. I, I especially, I especially, once you get inside, cause you think, you know, you're outside, there's heat, yeah. but there's tents and you, they, you get inside and you think, Oh good. I'm out of the sun. I'm in the air condition, but then you're waiting maybe for multiple panels yeah. alongside a wall of glass under a dome of glass. It is <laughs> muggy and sweaty and it is hotter because there's no breeze. It is yeah. weirdly hotter inside right along, right against that window than it is right. outside. And like when you're in, in line for hall H you're outside under those tents for the most yeah. part. And then like, at least have, you know, whatever a, breeze, a breeze. Is yeah. Yeah. The sea air is right. You know, the bay is right around the corner there. And then like, once you're in the building, you're just, you basically walk straight into the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, that's my weird hot take. Um, I just wanted to point out that I'll toss to you. Um, room four at twelve thirty. There's a panel called Jack Kirby, but not superheroes. So like, <laughs> I have, yeah, I have that one uh, bookmarked too. Yeah, yeah looking looking cool. at Jack Kirby's non superhero work, which sounds interesting to me, and also it was interesting to see that there's a Jack Kirby panel at Comic Con that Mark Evanier isn't on or moderating. <laughs> Mark Evanier is like one of two or three people who's been to every comic con going back to 1969 and he used to work for Jack Kirby. And so he's kind of the like de facto, like Jack Kirby expert at comic con. And, and he, he hosts, he's got at least one Jack Kirby panel later in the, in the con. But I was like, I was just weird. It was just weirded out reading the description and not seeing Mark Evanier's name on this Jack Kirby, but not superheroes panel. <laughs> There are a lot of panel. Well, one of my favorite people, uh, you know, in general, but especially at Comic-Con is Jerry Beck, the animation historian. Yeah. He's the one who, you know, annually hosts the worst cartoons ever and will 
you know, he's he's uh, a host for a lot of the panels too, um, especially you know, particularly with animation history and things. He's getting he's one of the featured special guests this year, so he gets his own spotlight. I mean, I think he got a spotlight many years ago too that I went to, and it was cool to hear him talk about you know just all the things that he he like learn more about him as a you know historian and everything. But he has like. A, kind of a handful of really cool panels. Uh, his, his spotlight is on Thursday, but then like later that day he has, uh, actually surprisingly his worst cartoon ever's panel is that night too on Thursday, instead of mm-hmm. it being on Friday night with the, uh, the spike oh, and Mike, yeah. um, that's usually like Friday nights is like, uh, worst cartoons and then and spike and Mike. And then but this year it's on Thursday. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he's there, he is there hosting panels, uh, Friday and Saturday too, but you know, maybe this is just how it all worked out. Uh, yeah. Well, um, so my next thing's at 3 PM. What, what, what do you have on Thursday? That's, that's sticking in, out to you in between. So there's some cool things. There's like a panel on, uh, sound and film, um, with, with sound operators talking about it, um, which seems kind of like a cool way to, you know, showcase it's, it's, it's at the Marriott though. So it's not in the convention and yeah, getting to those is always kind of like seem it's like longer than you would think to get to one of those, uh, outside hotels when you're, when you're walking in a huge group of people, like kind of towards the thing, it just like takes way longer than you would imagine. Yeah, I've said before that like the hotels along Harbor there are like the, casinos in las vegas in the sense that like one two hotels could be next door to each other but that's still like a 10 15 minute walk totally it's it's totally wild there's also like a women of concept art uh for film and tv um kind of right after the sound and film one but this one is inside the convention center but that also sounds pretty neat i mean like it's cool that there are you know a significant number of uh, and i was trying to like make sure to you know, highlight any of these ones that kind of feature, you know, women or people of color in, uh, mm. in, in film and in TV and, and in pop culture and stuff like that. And so it's cool that these two are just like, you know, pretty good times right in the middle of the day during, uh, th- that first day. Uh, at 3 PM, I found one that caught my eye, the JFK assassination in comics. Um, it's to a panel to discuss why comics makers and readers are 60 years later still so obsessed with the mysteries surrounding the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, presumably by Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. <laughs> that's what the <laughs> description says. Uh, is that a is that a thing? Because that seems like a thing that I don't hear anyone talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think of like in Watchmen, but that's uh, yeah, I guess 40 that's years true. ago. <laughs> I don't feel like I've seen a lot of JFK assassination stuff coming up in, in comics. Um, but, uh, I was, I was tickled by the description and by the fact that one, one of the, um, panelists, like it's mostly comics people. And then one of the panelists is a guy who is described as a JFK assassination lawyer and historian. So, yeah. Uh, there is going to be, so whenever I, uh, whenever I go, I have to like, kind of really dig for the like criterion collection related, uh, panels and things, uh, this year, there's a, there's a couple that I've found so far that seem like, you know, that I could post and be like, Oh, look, it's, it's criterion related at comic-con. And so like, there's, there's, uh, I just got an email about it today, but there was like a, there's a maybe a screening or some kind of pop-up or something about dazed and confused uh the anniversary and they're going to do stuff in texas later this year but like they're doing something at comic-con this year so that was that was kind of cool uh that's so that's off-site that's an off-site that's um uh at the the petco interactive area which is that parking lot uh by where they do like the zombies like the zombie walking dead stuff. No, that's in Petco park, which they haven't Uh, done. I don't think I haven't done that in a while, but it's across. If you can see where the shuttles drop off, uh if you can imagine that kind of like near where we used to get sushi, uh, place is gone now. Dragon's den. Um, there's a parking lot there, which like, I know I tell this story every year, but like the first year I went to comic-con, I just like, drove down there and parked and walked yeah. in in 2006 and i parked there at what's now the petco interactive zone where they have like a lot of food trucks and offsites and stuff so um yeah there's some sort of offsite 
activation like related to days and confused and then they're also and i couldn't tell exactly where but they are also also doing multiple screenings of the movie mm. throughout the festival you can get uh so the festival the con you can get tickets uh i see i said that and i don't have it draw uh pulled up that's you okay. definitely get tickets the other uh, criterion thing that's happening on Thursday that I am kind of interested in is this chasing, chasing Amy uh, yeah, thing that's on my with, list. With, with Kevin Smith. And um, I can't tell now if they're so, okay. Th- this is a documentary about this person who is kind of obsessed with the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they're showing the movie, right? They're just talking about it. Yeah. I think they're just talking about it. But that sounds, I mean, you know, it's like Chasing Amy is like one of those movies that has like such a, you know, it's like, is it problematic now? Is it, uh, is it, do, you know, it was like Kevin Smith was so big and popular at the time and like him getting into the Criterion Collection felt like, you know, like it's probably like many people's, one of their first handful of like Criterion Collection DVDs that they bought when they were, you know, in college or whatever, like oh, getting, yeah. getting Chasing Amy, uh, on DVD from the Criterion Collection, it's like, oh yeah. But now I don't know if like people look at that as like a, as like, oh, this is like when Michael Bay was added to the Criterion Collection or something, you know? Right. Although like a lot of opinion to Michael Bay has come around. That's um, true. Including a little bit by myself because I loved Ambulance. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, now I have to ask, and I'm sure we've talked about it before. What was your first Criterion disc? I actually don't remember. I think it was. I, I usually will say, I think that it was Rushmore was, okay. that, but I do also remember like buying the Brazil big box sure, set yeah. that they made. Yeah, and that was always yeah, like yeah. one that I was like, but I think like Rushmore was one that I had like just, and it didn't, it didn't take that, it, you know, like most of the other Wes Anderson movies in the Criterion Collection, like it came out and then like, you know, a year or so later when it was out on DVD, it was like, oh, it's in the Criterion Collection kind of right away. Um, and yeah anyway, that was i i i i wish i had like a more artsy uh <laughs> pick than that, that was like that was definitely where i was in my life uh you know in like the, working at like a record store in yeah. at, in college it was you know <laughs> yeah um mine was time bandits oh, that's um and it was I, so I worked at Best Buy my senior year of high school, and in 1999, working at Best Buy was how I learned about the Criterion Collection. I was just yeah. it would just stand out to me that like, oh wow, there's these handful of discs that I see in our things that have like much cooler yeah. packaging. <laughs> I and mean, like I learned what that was, and I think yeah, with my employee discount, I bought Time Bandits. <laughs> For me, it was like Tower Records. I was working at Tower Records at the time, so it was like the same thing where I was like, yeah. you know, we 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 had just kind of absorbed. There was like Tower Video, and Tower Video kind of merged into our store, and so then we suddenly yeah. got all these DVDs and stuff. And I was like, you know, like actually looking at them because I was only just like buying DVDs of kind of like the bigger movies that I yeah. had seen at the time. Um, but then like, you know, seeing a giant box, you know, seeing things like, like you're saying, like time bands and stuff. Cause I, I love time bands as a kid yeah. and then seeing like, Oh, well now here's like a really good edition of it. Uh, you know, good at the time. Um, so, uh, while we were talking, I looked up, um, the screenings of days of confused or at something called digital gym cinema, which is, a nonprofit art house theater and lounge. This must be new. Is it that theater that was on like 12th and not 12th? Uh, that one that where there, you know, it's kind of like uh, there used to be like a movie theater where they would like show things down. Not in, not in like the mall, uh, not in Horton Plaza. No, no, I know what you're talking about, but I, I was there like- at that theater last year because it was being turned into, I thought it was going to be reopened as a theater when, and also a Mexican restaurant, but they had mm-hmm. a, um, um william shatner had a thing there um this looks like it's much smaller like it might just be a single oh yeah i think it might just be a single screen um maybe but uh it's at market in 11th i think um and tickets are at digitalgym.org if you want to go see days confused at the con okay uh jumping back into thursday um another movie panel that i don't know this is saying the actors are going to be there but i that's probably changed um but uh talk to me yeah 
um, the horror movie uh, is having a panel in in the Indigo Ballroom. Um, and um, there's also a screening that night, but it's in like the, it's like the AMC Mission Valley. It's like not downtown. Yeah. Um, but I might still try to go. I, I, uh, I almost saw talk to me at Sundance and I, I like, I feel like people always say like, Oh, I almost did that. But I literally like was in line to see talk to me when the publicist for another film that was having its premiere at the Eccles, like in half an hour emailed me saying like, Hey, I've got a ticket if you want it. And so like, I was like, hell yeah, I'll go see this other movie. Um, and then talk to me was like the, talk of you know it's been like so buzzed up that i'm like kind of maybe kind of mad i didn't see it yeah uh no that's i, I and this is an a24 film i think a24 acquired it I acquired think. it yeah. i don't yeah, i don't think it's an a24 production but i could be okay. wrong no, that makes yeah. sense yeah um and then there's also in a smaller room a movie called mother may i is having a panel I don't know. I don't have that on my list, but I do have there. So last year there was a panel on um, the works of like the Fleischer uh, cartoons, like Max Fleischer, like the Fleischer brothers, you know, like the Popeye and Betty Boop and Coco the clown and all that stuff. And they are coming back again for another panel. Um, last, last year's panel was, was great. And I ended up like buying a bunch of stuff from them. And then uh, the guy who is kind of like, the young voice kind of helping push this stuff and kind of popularized to some extent, like the restoration of old animation. Uh, he's helped. Mm -hmm. I think he's the one who's uh, probably going to be hosting this panel, but he, uh, you know, is working on like, he had like a Kickstarter for, for I think maybe it was like a, a DVD or Blu-ray of some old Fleischer stuff, but um I'll definitely go to this one and help support them again. Although it is, okay. you know, it's like in, at seven o'clock, which is like, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's just getting a little late. And especially when, since like the worst cartoon ever one is also like right around that same time, which I kind of want to yeah. go to. Uh, yeah, those panels that are like post 6 PM post 7 PM are like, I'm usually hungry for something other than on <laughs> food, which is, oh yeah. You know, like there's so much good food in the gas lamp it's like eating you know a, like the nanny Ann's pretzel is the absolute top of the game inside the convention <laughs> center you're more likely to get like a stale hot dog bun or whatever um uh yeah but, uh yeah let's um we can pretty much wrap up thursday i'll just mention a couple other things um there's a focus on kevin eastman panel just to keep with the uh um Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Ninja Turtles thing. There's a 35th anniversary of Beetlejuice panel with the Beetlejuice makeup artist. Yeah. That sounds cool. Who also worked on Pirates of the Caribbean. That's cool. Uh, and then one that it's at 630. So it's at the end, maybe at the end of like, am I going to go to this? Uh, but it's from the screen to your plate, food in pop culture. So that seems fun. Totally. Uh, you got anything else on Thursday or should we move on to Friday? Let's move on to Friday. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know the cartoonist Steens. Do you know them? No. Um, but they are from, uh, it's one person who uses they, them pronouns and they are from St. Louis, which is where I'm from. So there's a spotlight on Steens. Maybe I'll go support St. Louis. I'm just looking them up right now. Uh, yeah, look, they look cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, Thursday, so there's a couple of early things animation related. There's like a Star Trek animated 50th anniversary celebration for the uh, Star Trek, the animated series. Um, and then also there's the animation show of shows, um, yeah. which is always fun. Yeah. But then yeah, I, after, I like that. After that, like, I don't know how much more i have like a big kind of like gap in between like those early morning ones and then like maybe towards the later in the day there's like this popeye one that jerry beck is, is oh, hosting because he's writing a yes. book uh on yes, popeye. the popeye one is on my list yeah there is another real quick uh jerry beck is also on um a morning panel at 11 a.m about will eisner 
Oh yeah. Okay. I have that one bookmarked so, too. I might go to that cause it's right after the spotlight on Steens. So I might go to that. Um, yeah. It's, is it in the same room as that? Uh, no, it's the next door 29 and 28. Well, that's all that's, that's pretty good though. Cause usually yeah. like if you can like, if you can like get your schedule, if, if, for, if it works out where it's like you're in the same room uh, or like, you know, if you can, if the panels around when you want to yeah. see, really see something are worth hanging out in, then it's like, yeah. you know, it's great to be able to just like sit in a room for a few hours and be like, yeah. okay, it's like, you know, two or three panels. And then the one in the middle is the one that you're really looking forward to. But then like the ones before and after are always like a you know, special treat if they're good. Um, but you know, if you can yeah, like, if you work that out, it's like the best that doing that is what led me to be, this is going back to 2009. Um, I'm now I'm, I've become a, since then I've been a big fan of the now departed Stan Freeberg, who, um, did a lot of voices and, um, and, and acting and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and music, but I only saw his panel because, I was made, I wanted to make sure I didn't get shut out of the mighty boosh panel. And so I was just like in there and then Stan Freeman comes up and he's telling all these great stories, uh, uh, about, you know, Looney Tunes and, and then his own like, uh, sat- satirical stuff. And like, I was like, this guy's great. He's so funny. I went down to like the, the next day I went down to the floor and like bought his CD and had him sign it, you know? Um, and I've become a Stan Freeberg pa- fan since. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all because I just sat through a panel. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else in the morning. There's a Image Comics has a panel um, with Rick Remender. I don't know um, if you're a fan of Rick Remender. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm a fan of some of his stuff. Uh, there's so that uh, Collider is going to be hosting. They do. I, I think they've done this. Like Steve, Steve Weintraub has done this before, but it's like the him talking to a couple of directors in Hall H. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, Gareth Edwards is going to be there. Um, it's it, it's, it's going to be weird because the directors aren't. Uh, they aren't striking. Yeah, they aren't striking. And so it's like, you know, I guess this one is most likely not to get canceled unless like any of them kind of in solidarity solidarity. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. would be awesome if who, they did, but who else is it? it's Gareth Edwards and who else it's Gareth Edwards and, uh, Justin Simeon who did dear white people. Yeah. And I, I think he's doing the, the new haunted mansion. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I thought there was a third too. There is a third. There's, uh, David, uh, Leitch. Oh, Leitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deadpool two bullet train. Yeah. Uh, I think it, yeah, this lineup, um, wasn't as uh, appealing to me because the first year he did that collider did one of these was during comic-con at home, as I recall. Mm. And it was, um, Robert Rodriguez. Um, um, why am I drawing a blank now? Uh, Joseph Kaczynski and, uh, Colin Trevorrow, which the last one I could kind of take or leave, but, um, but, um, Robert Rodriguez should have, he should be like a Kevin Smith who has an annual panel. He's just like a fascinating guy. Um, and has just like managed to, whatever you think of the quality of his movies, he has managed to maintain that like outside of Hollywood type of outlook and way of thinking about things. And he's like, um, you know, they have a, every year they have Comic-Con film school. I've never gone to any of those panels, but they like, uh, how to make film stuff. But like, I feel, I still feel like Rodriguez has that like independent Maverick energy where you could actually learn things about, uh, how to, how to make films and, um, and how to pitch films and, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. What else do we have on Friday? Uh, there is another kind of women in Hollywood art department, uh, panel, which looks pretty interesting. It's got a a bunch of folks from like who have done, who've worked on things like some of the Marvel movies. Um, but then also, you know, one of the, uh, one of the people in this like worked on Westworld and everything everywhere all at once, um, which would be kind of fun to talk or, you know, hear them talk about you know i I don't know how how detailed they'll get into like some of the the stuff but like you know i would be i would be curious to hear them talk about uh you know what it's like to be in art uh, in the art department 
Um, I guess for... a... oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You go. Uh, there's a panel at it's in the Marriott. It's called girls versus boys versus none of the above. Did you see this? No, but that sounds uh, really interesting. It's I, like, it doesn't see, it seems like it's not necessarily pop culture related, which is interesting, but it's basically two doctors, um, who are gender slash sexuality experts. And then a panel of teenagers <laughs> talking about gender and sexuality. Uh, it sounds really interesting. It does sound really interesting. Yeah. Um, there is going to be, there's like this interesting panel title of the, the Disney and Hemingway one where I, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a panel that I'm going to go to, but it's like an interesting idea of like their, there's a new book of Disney tales inspired by Hemingway and they're going to be, they're going to talk about Hemingway's staying power in pop culture. And like, that's another one of those things like, like the, uh, like the JFK one where I'm like, I mean, I, that is true. Like Hemingway does still is still like, you know, but like, is it, is he really like something that, you know, that kids talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or are you just, uh, or are you just really trying to uh, come up with anything for a panel? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I just, but maybe uh, not. I mean, maybe that. Maybe it'll be. I mean, I, I say that, but then I, you know, like I, like you, like you're saying with the Stan Freeberg stuff. Like it's, it's like you, you find these random panels that you didn't think you had any interest in and then it be, now becomes yeah. like your new favorite thing and you're like why did i why did i ever doubt that this was was a cool thing um okay so after that um got a couple in a, in a row here i love the you're wrong leonard Mo- leonard moulton panel yeah, totally. uh, I, I will definitely be going to that uh, and right after that is bold voice of contemporary horror yeah, those have been pretty good. I mean, the years that we, you know, yeah. like, the years that they first started doing that, like the first couple of years they were showing, or they had a bunch of, you know, directors and folks and like, you know, it was like, like Jen Yamato and, um, uh, who else was one of the hosts? I forget. I don't remember. Um, uh, Amy, uh, oh, Amy Nicholson, Amy Nicholson. Yeah. And like, I feel the like they, those, those all were those, those bold voices of contemporary horror were like, those were pretty good panels, but I, I was looking at it. I don't recognize any of the names on, on for this year, but that might be like exactly what it should be. And I should, you know, maybe I'll, yeah. I'll learn yeah. about all these new directors that, you know, that no, that people aren't really aware of yet, but maybe well, it looks like the great Barbara Crampton. Oh yeah. is going to be there who uh, recently liked a post of mine on blue sky. That's my, that's my big name drop is that Barbara Cranton oh, and liked one of my blue sky posts. You'll have to uh, bring that up when you get in line to ask a question. Yeah. Um, but it looks like you've got the screenwriter of malignant and one of the producers of barbarian. So yeah, I, I think I'm planning on going to that. And then yeah, we're getting to the later stuff. Um, yeah. There is a panel on uh, on Andor, like on the making of Andor, basically okay. though, and uh, I am totally, you know, I thought Andor was amazing, and I want, I would, I'm down to go see this panel. Um, there's a one that looks uh, so it's called the Writer's Journey: What Happens Now, the Post Strike Marketplace. <laughs> I don't, I don't know any of these uh, names, but um, that's interesting. But it's also up against. The science of Avatar: The Way of Water, which I'm much more likely to go to if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, th- there are there are quite a few, I think, uh, science of dot 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 yeah. panels uh, this year, um, and you you know like like a decade or so ago, it was like there was like oh the science of science fiction and like yeah. that was which an awesome also panel. always a good yeah. panel yeah. Totally. And now it's cool that they're saying like, well, let's, let's keep this going and let's just do panels for like, do this, this, but like for a specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I always remember from going to one of those science of science fiction panels is what was the show? It was on like, it might've been on sci-fi about all like the superpowered people living in a small town. Eureka. Is that what it was called? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) So one of the writers of Eureka was like, 
uh yeah we did we asked the scientist like scientists to do the math of how fast a person would need to be running to run across the surface of a lake you know mm-hmm. and they came back with like you'd have to be going this fast but any person who did that all of the skin would be sheared off their body <laughs> <laughs> and i i always think about that <laughs> like what if you like what if you like that was your like you you got a wish from a genie you were like i want super speed but yeah. the genie like curse was like it didn't give you the protection and the first time you did it you just died immediately <laughs> i mean that's how it, that's how uh, that's how it'd probably work out that's how genies work yeah uh anything else on on friday you, you mentioned spike and mike is that night uh the yeah. horrible the uh, sing-along is is there no, but that it's so that uh, it's cool that the Dr. Horrible thing is still going. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's like a weird tangent of like, you know, that Dr. Horrible came out of the writer's strike of like 2007. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like it's fun to think about like what, what will, what we'll see come out of this, this summer, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, should we want to Saturday? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I've got one at 1030 that I think is kind of what you were talking about before. Uh, Women Rocking Hollywood 2023, how female filmmakers reach the Hollywood A-list. Nice. There's a a Futurama panel at 11 that... Oh, I guess it's like Futurama's coming back uh, on Hulu. Um, I guess like two days after this panel is like when the first episodes start airing. But I... This is one of those ones where I wish this would, would be in in Hall H instead of Ballroom 20. Because I, I would like to go. I, I loved going to the Futurama panels back when it was like actually airing, you know, like in the yeah. early 2000s. And so it, those were always fun. And it was it's just it's sad that it's going to be probably too crowded to get into. And so I'll miss it. But, you know, uh, I'm not I, I I see that like you were saying, like I see that line and I just uh, I, I look away and I just go yeah. with something else yeah um my next one i think i'm gonna steal from you because i'm i know you're a fan of oh wait did i put put this on wrong fuck did you are you going to the totoro one or are you no uh... i had i had spotlight on reina telgemeier oh cool i don't I, you know what i don't even have that uh... i think i i accidentally added her autograph session to my schedule and not oh. <laughs> the panel but i'm a, if it's called Spotlight on Rain Summer, there must be a panel, right? Uh, yes. That's usually what they're called is like the Spotlight on. Yeah, but it says it's in the sales pavilion and is all under listed under autographs. So oh, interesting. That's obviously not right. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, those, but I know you're are, a fan and I'm a fan too. Oh yeah, totally. I uh, are is Rana Telgemeier working? Like, I, I whenever I think of her, I'm like, oh, I wonder what she's working on next because like it's been a while now since the last book came out. I yeah. think, and so I don't know like if she's what she's if she has anything you know maybe we'll find yeah. out i guess if we go to that panel yeah uh but then yeah as you you said at, at 2 p.m um a panel on the 35th anniversary of my neighbor to my neighbor totoro i guess i i did mention it earlier but i just want to say like there is this uh panel on lotta reiniger you know the uh animation that like the animation uh kind of titan uh from you know like pre-disney you know she did the, the adventures of prince ahmed and uh it's you know one of those movies where everyone is like oh well if criterion is going to start putting in like animation like oh clearly they should go back and do adventures of prince, prince Ahmed, even though milestone uh put out an amazing blu-ray and everyone should go buy that um but it's uh i'm i'm I, this this one seems uh like maybe it will be not very hard to get into and i'm also fascinated uh, to learn more about them and so i would i'm definitely gonna go to that one uh, but the Totoro ones, okay, so yeah, the Totoro, uh, so the, the panel last year where this uh, Studio Ghibli producer came to was amazing, and I hope that no one wants to go to it or, or sees it, because <laughs> it was so crowded, and I, it was this was a panel where I knew that it was going to be crowded, and so I waited in that room for like an extra panel or two beforehand through ones yeah. that I actually didn't end up being that interested in, but this panel is last year was so good. And he is just like this studio Ghibli producer by himself. Uh, I can't even remember now if he was just speaking in Japanese and had a translator, but he would just, 
he, he brought all of these original drawings from Miyazaki and like all of the animators to Ghibli and would just talk about like stories about like here's or he would like and he had like a little projector where he would just like put these drawings on and show you like here's here's a hand drawn drawing of Kiki from Kiki's delivery service or stuff from Totoro and just like yeah. he would tell like all these stories about the making of these movies or you talk about you know like oh uh you know Totoro has uh ever like the the main poster that everyone sees for Totoro has this one girl on it, but this the, everyone nerds know like, oh, well, that girl isn't actually even in the movie. She's kind of like an amalgam of the two daughters in the movie. And so like, uh, and anyways, like yeah. he had like a whole story about like how that happened, how they like, they made that picture first and then they made the movie afterwards. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Cause it's actually the, um, what is Google, my Google theme. Uh -huh. Um, uh, whenever I open a new tab. So yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so that should be fun, but, uh, nobody else go to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, or at least uh, wait till I get in first and then go. Yeah. Uh, in the Indigo ballroom, there's a panel at 3 PM called hope and perseverance in Hollywood where, uh, Jessica saying pop culture historian from the history channel interviews legendary talents on their life experience and their advice to all those wishing to become someone great in the entertainment industry, but it doesn't name any people. I mean, it's a, that's a very like interestingly yeah. worded title for a panel. Like right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be William Shatner though. Right. Is, is, is that the, is that the, is that like the thing where like they, they're hiding who, who it is? Maybe, I don't know, but I, or maybe they haven't confirmed and they're just uh, like based on availability and we know William Shatner is going yeah. to be at the con. Yeah. Um, he always is, but he has a panel this year. Um, what else do you have on Saturday? So there's a, pa uh, a Hellboy panel, um, at two 30 that I'll probably try to go to if, uh, if for some reason I can't get into the Totoro panel, then I'll go to the Hellboy one instead. Um, but it's interesting that it's like they're talking about this upcoming video game, which I totally did not even know was, was a thing until, you know, seeing this panel uh, listed in here. And then after that, there's going to be the the all ages version of the Spike and Mike Festival of Animation. Yeah. Which is, you know friendly for kids i guess or, and know. also usually like i feel like the i gave up on the second twisted yeah it, 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 like because it's it's just too many things that are trying to push that like yeah. envelope and it becomes like uninspired it's just like sure let's see how gross we can be or whatever <laughs> um that's what like the um animation what is it called the animation show, of the show shows, is, yeah it's usually much better totally yeah uh there's going to be this, uh, I guess uh, another Jerry Beck hosted yep. panel is the, and with Mark Evanier, uh, is, uh, the history of cartoon voices. Yeah. Um, and Leonard Moulton. So yeah, I will, that's, that's very much on my list. I'm a big Leonard Moulton fan. I have to say, I mean, um, it, he's, it's hard not to love him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's just like, he's, uh, what, you know, what I, I imagine so many uh, film critic nerds uh, aspire to be, you know, like to grow old like him and uh, still love the movies as much as he does. Yeah. Uh, Hot Topic is presenting a screening of Ponyo for its 15th anniversary. That's weird, right? That is weird, but also cool. And I would be okay with going to that. Um, I don't know if those, if the, San Diego Convention Center, Center chairs are comfortable enough for me to want to watch an entire movie in them. I I mean, they they do still show lots of movies, but they're typically over at like the, the hotels, I think. Um, but like I I definitely spent many a year in my when I was in the, like in the 90s watching movies. And like that's like I mean, I saw like so many sci-fi movies that I had never seen when I was a kid, like there at Comic-Con in, yeah. in an uncomfortable chair in a tiny little ballroom <laughs> with people, uh, you know, like I, I think like when I was, I hadn't seen it yet, but I saw like the day the earth stood still like the original, like at Comic-Con oh, wow. one year. So it was cool. Yeah. And you know, like they're showing like 2001, a space odyssey, although I think that's at one of the hotels, um, on Saturday also, but yeah, they're showing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess it, 
the uh there's like a couple other things on saturday like there's this uh frank frazetta panel that is at six and it's at that weird time but it has like william stout is going to be there like the artist william stout but also bill sinkevich is going to be in that panel along with like um the sarah frazetta who i think there's like this frazetta girls uh instagram account so if you like frank frazetta's art you've probably come across this it's a pretty good uh instagram account that just shares like you know fun art by him yeah but uh i think i i think i'm gonna go to this one um let's see yeah there's a there's a trauma panel with lloyd kaufman at 9 p.m i'm not gonna go um (laughs) because well you and i will be at dinner right oh yeah i mean that's our saturday night uh tradition I don't know if you remember last year we vowed to change oh, yeah. to finally give up on, on sushi. <laughs> I remember. Uh, because, so, we'll... yeah. so the yeah, listeners we used to, along with uh, uh, Matt Patterson and, and whoever else could join us often Tyler, we used to have a really fun time going to the sushi place that was right by Petco. And then it closed. I don't know. Maybe we were the only people supporting that place. Uh, and so since like 2017, we've been going to this other sushi place just because like sushi was our tradition but this other place is like not that good yeah um and so we yeah decided to go uh i'm not going to tell people are going to mob us if, they, if we yeah tell we them where we, where we can't reveal that although if yeah, any, we, we yeah go ahead <laughs> i guess although like if uh if anyone is out there who's who is actually listening to this episode and is going to go to comic-con and wants to hang out we should totally like i don't know i miss the meetups and stuff even though like i don't really ever want to do that again and try to because planning it is such a headache but like it was fun those years were fun in like meeting cool cool friends and you know new people that we had never met before that now we've gone on to become you know better friends and stuff it's fun like those those meetups uh were were great and i wish i wish there was a way to for someone else to organize them for us in a way that (laughs) where we could still uh enjoy them but also not feel like uh stressed out by them (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah um uh I, that's and then uh sunday i mean i i probably i usually don't go to panels on sunday uh usually just have like brunch with uh my wife or, or or friends that are there and then hit the road but there are panels on sunday and including at 10 a.m the the annual jack kirby tribute panel moderated by mark Evanier. there's a a looney tunes voice Looney Tunes like voice of Bugs Bunny uh, panel um, at one thirty. That's like I think probably the only thing that I would try to go to on Sunday. Like you're saying, it's okay. Probably not anything else. That, yeah. Uh, unless I just like want to go sit down and I'll just find whatever is like. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've just I've really done that. Weirdly, there is another like pop culture and food one michelin and celebrity chefs on fandom food once again this is moderated by jessica sang and once again it doesn't list any of the michelin michelin and celebrity chefs so who knows who's going to be there um but there is one actually that caught my eye called lights before camera and action and it's specifically about lighting stop motion animation with the lighting people from Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and that's, one from Leica. That's awesome. That, that does sound totally cool. And I would, that is yeah. something that I would actually be interested in seeing. Yeah. It's 11 AM, which is, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, there's also, I'll, I'll be well on my way back to Los Angeles by three 30, but, um, the, the, I feel like they're bringing back, I think they're bringing back the comic-con talk back, which I feel like Ooh. they didn't do last year. Yeah. Am I right. I misremember. I don't, remember what sunday looked like last year but uh but i've never been to one of these but it's really fascinating that they started doing this probably like a couple years before covid they started doing these panels where at the end of the con like the con organizers would come and like take questions or more often like complaints from the convention goers and i love that they're still doing it yeah um, no that's awesome 3 30 on a sunday i'm not gonna i'll be gone yeah I mean, you have to be really angry at Comic-Con to wait till Sunday at yeah, that time yeah. to get, yeah. uh, to go to that panel. I mean, maybe that's like the perfect time to get the, get the real feedback from people is to like the people who are willing to wait for that. Yeah. Then you know that like what they have to say is like, you know, <laughs> it means something to them. <laughs> yeah. I, but I know there are like people who 
who come in from other parts of the country and world and don't even leave until Monday. Yeah. Like that's, I, I, I feel like there's, that's the divide. There's people who either like can't get out of there soon enough on Sunday morning <laughs> or the people who stay until Monday morning. Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember back when like um, back when more film journalists used to cover comic con um, and, and there would be, we'd always go to the same bar on Saturday night. All the film bloggers in the world would be there. And a lot of them would be like getting drunk, knowing they had to be up for a 6 a.m. flight back to New York City on Sunday morning. Uh, I miss those. I miss those hangouts. But, um, you know, they it was it was always cool to see them because like they're, you know, like like you're saying, like they're, they're like some of them were our friends and uh, they were and they were always friendly. Uh, but they would always like they so much of like hanging out with them was was them like complaining about like how they were just in they had to camp out for hall h they had to sleep yeah. in, in the line for hall h and they had yeah. to sit in hall h you know all day and then they would just complain about that uh, yeah they mostly complained yeah um <laughs> last year though um did you not come because we had dinner last year and then did you leave or did you come to no we went to the the bowling alley bar after. yeah we did okay and we ran into jermaine yeah um I mean, and he was he's he's like you know he's a true uh he's a, a lifer like us yeah yeah for sure and uh um, but he asked me like when he saw me there he was like oh did you come here because i tweeted that i was going to come here oh. <laughs> and i was like i was like no this is just where we go on saturday nights yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's great yeah we'll keep up that tradition too totally um all right well uh yeah, we got this done in less time than I than I thought. We should um tentatively we should be back uh in in two weeks, you and me again to to do a a little wrap up. Yeah, that's not, I mean hopefully hopefully everything will go great and uh I don't know, do you have any uh do you have any COVID uh plans or predictions about uh this year? Like well I feel it you know I know people are still getting sick and, and dying and it's horrible, but like, it does feel like things are, you know, way more, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, last and, year, last year there were, uh, there was a mask mandate inside the convention center and I was surprised how much people were sticking to it. Yeah. And I, and I did not get COVID me either. Uh, but you know what? Um, I wore a mask to TCM Fest in April and I fucking got COVID. So <laughs> I've had it twice now. Oh man. Did um, a bunch of people get it at TCM Fest? Yes. Yeah. That's why. Cause I was like, Jeez. it was the day, the, the day after, like the night after now they were on the couch and I was like, man, my, my nose feels weird. And then I was like, just looking at Twitter and I saw, um, so, um, uh, just someone that I follow, uh, saying, just tested positive who was, I knew was at the convention just tested positive for COVID. And I was like, fuck, I better test. And, oh. uh, I had COVID and then, yeah, according to Twitter, a lot of people got COVID at TCM fest. Um, a lot of people weren't masking, but I was masking, but then again, you, you say you're masking, but then like during one movie, I'm tired and I get a coffee beforehand. I'm sitting in the movie, yeah, you know, pulling my mask down and sipping my coffee. It's like masks work if you wear them correctly a hundred percent of the time, but sure. like it's hard to, live your life and do that. So, um, I don't know. That's I, how I, I got COVID. So yeah, I, I guess my prediction is, um, I hope I don't get COVID again. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, someone posted a picture of like some, I don't even know if it was a convention this year, but someone just posted a picture of like a crowded convention floor being like, Oh man, I hope, I wonder if comic con is going to be like this. And I was just thinking like, man, I, I, I have been, not really wearing a mask at all and we went yeah. to japan recently and like we didn't i mean we wore masks like when we were supposed to but then like didn't for the most like the majority yeah. of the trip and everything worked out and that's just like i don't know how i, f I you know but i am going to be like around a bunch of family and i don't want to like get them sick if i'm going to get it from the convention center but i don't know right. it's just like it feels like it's done and i feel like i would be like silly to wear a mask for or like be really super strict about it again but yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was like, because last year I got the like KN95 masks for just for Comic-Con because I wanted to be super cautious. And I was super cautious. I actually had Comic-Con. I did wear it correctly in the sense that like if I was indoors, yeah, that K95 mask was on. Like even if I needed to get a drink of water, I would go outside to drink mm-hmm. my water bottle. I was so paranoid last year and I didn't get it. Um and then at Toronto last year, I I I did it again. I got K95 masks and I wore them like the first day and a half and then I was like these things are fucking uncomfortable. And so I just <laughs> went back to like the cheap I still I still masked for all of Tiff, but I just went yeah. back to like the the cheaper masks you get at Costco or whatever. So maybe I'll bring some of those and see like yeah you know how how it how it feels but i'm not doing the k95 thing again wearing a k95 mask for five days was probably more uncomfortable than the very mild case of COVID i got (laughs) oh man uh all right well um yeah well uh thanks for joining us um you can find uh of course you can find us at battleship retention like i said donate, donate to the gofundme all that kind of stuff um Ryan, where do you want people to uh, to look for you on the internet? Um, you can find me at CriterionCast.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Threads. Now I'm uh, I'm not cool enough to be on Blue Sky yet, but uh, <laughs> but Threads let me in, so that's where I'm going. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. I'll be tweeting. Actually, I'll probably be Blue Skying a lot during the. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to like spend as much time there as I, as I can. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye.